Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry, where we aspire to live life on purpose through the sharing of God's Word. Here is Pastor Nate with today's message. Hello, family, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry. Thank you for joining us for the Sunday message, the Sunday service of the sharing of, of God's Word as we study learn and abide in our personal journeys in our daily walk with Christ. And one thing that I know is that there is our way and there is God's way. Let's pray. Father, we thank you once again for this opportunity to come together, to break bread of your word, to consume and share and digest. We ask that you open the minds and hearts of those who are hearing, seeing, and listening to this, that it may penetrate hardened hearts, and that it may help those who have a desire to live according to your will, according to the way that you would have them, with a desire to please you, that it would help them in their daily walk, that it would help them to navigate through this at times treacherous thing called life, that it will uplift, inspire, motivate, encourage, as well as teach, train, and that they can learn from the principles, the precepts, the tenets of your word to help them live more fulfilling lives. God, we ask that you guide your messenger, give him the words to say, to help and encourage and uplift your people. All of these things we ask and pray in your son, Jesus' name, amen. Today I have a question for you. I wanna ask you, what do you love? And as you're thinking about that, I want to take the text for today from 1 John 2, 15 through 17. Verse 15 says, Do not love the world or anything in it. If you love the world, love for your Father is not in you. 16 is, Here is what people who belong to this world do. They try to satisfy what their sinful natures want to do. They long for what their sinful eyes look at. They brag about what they have and what they do. All this comes from the world. It does not come from the Father. 17. The world and its evil longings are passing away. But those who do what God wants them to do live forever. So depending on how you answered that question, the topic of today's message is, it's time to break up. This world is not our home. It's not our permanent address. We should not get too attached. As a matter of fact, we would be better served in detaching from this world and the ways of this world. Why? Well, the first point I want to make is plain and simple. This world is toxic. Toxic to us if 
we become part of the world, toxic to us if we love the world. In the Amplified Bible, it says, do not love or cherish the world or the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. Love or cherish. So let's define love. The Bible speaks to, in, in, to, to love in a number of ways. Eros, a romantic love. Philio, a spontaneous, a natural affection, right? Philadelphia, a brotherly love. Philia, friendship. Storage, a natural affection between family members. And then agape. Agape viewed as moral goodwill. It's a, a principle, a duty, rather than an attraction or a charm. Agape means the love is undeserving despite disappointment and rejection. Agape is unconditional love. So we're all probably very familiar with the romantic love, and many think that, well, that's just the only type of love there is, and it's all physical, and that couldn't be further from the truth. The abiding love, the endearing love, is that unconditional love. You know, when you're in a relationship, a marriage, and you you really don't like your spouse very much, but you love them. You're not fond of their behaviors all the time, right? But you still love them. You are still committed. God loves us despite how we act and behave unconditionally. We could never measure up to the greatness of his love for us. And that's a gift. I, when, I, when I look at things of this world, I remember living my life for when. I'm going to be satisfied and content when. I'm going to live this way when, when I achieve uh, this accomplishment or this goal or obtain this, this thing. And, and, I, and I found myself always waiting to live. And it, it, it kind of, it came to me that, you know, you, you're sitting there, you're waiting to have a party and you're waiting for when to show up. And when the doorbell rings and you open the door, when shows up as now. <laughs> There's no point in delaying living your life based on acquiring something or achieving a certain status. We should be living our lives to the fullest, producing fruit right now. Uh, Solomon Ecclesiastics 1 and 14 talks about, I have seen all things that are done under the sun. All of them are meaningless, are chasing after the wind. Solomon being one of the wisest, those strongest, wealthiest rulers. And he pursued education and learning and wanting to learn all things and acquire all things and have all things. And he, he, he summed it up saying, it's like chasing the wind. Chasing the wind is a metaphor for, for pursuing futility. So we can find ourselves chasing things in life. I used to chase becoming a multimillionaire three times, was on the verge. I would work 
long hours. I would travel internationally, be away from my family, pursuing this thing I wanted to, to achieve, never being fulfilled, never reaching a sense of contentment in this chasing of things. And, and in that process, through no fault of my own, I lost everything, got it back, lost it again, got it back. It, the, the stuff is meaningless. Status, title, position, your bank account. Eternally, it doesn't have the value that you think it does. From the world's standpoint, sure. Yeah, it looks like, hey, you're all that and things are, are going well and, and people look up to you and, and people admire you. We should be crucified to the things of the world, not enticed by it, not caught up in the, in the affairs. Christians in so many respects should be dead to the things of this world. The love that they have should be reserved for God, not thrown away in the things of this world. It talks about the, the heart of man is, is too small to contain both love for the world and love for God. And over time, the, the, the love for God decreases the more it is consumed with things of this world. It diminishes. It crumbles. Worldly love or lust is not ordained by God. And that's what it means. It's not of the Father. You don't have the love of the Father in you if you love this, this world. I talked a little bit about lust. A point I want to make. Lust is a, a craving, a strong desire, a seeking of satisfaction. I like how the Amplified Bible talks about it. For all that is in the world, verse 16, the lust of the flesh, craving for sensual gratification, and the lust of the eyes, greedy longings of the mind, and the pride of life, assurance in one's own resources or in the stability of earthly things, these do not come from the Father, but they are from the world itself. So lust is much more than just flesh, physical, to another human being. You can lust after stuff. You can lust after significance, titles. These are all vices from an evil world. They are deceitful. They're, 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 they're seeking pleasure in the flesh. Lust is not something that is appointed by God. He calls us from it. It comes from the world. It's meant to grab your attention. The, the, the world is physically considered good, right, as a work of God. But in relation to our sinful selves and our sinful natures, corrupted, if you will, without God, not, not so much. It, it works on our, our weaknesses. You, if you don't like liver, you don't have a problem with eating too much liver. If you don't like a certain luxury automobile, that's not an issue for you. It entices you on the things that you lust after, that are innate in you, and it differs for different people. They, they, they talk about what well, one man's food is another man's poison. If somebody has an allergy to something, it, it could cause them harm where it's nutrition to, to someone else. So 
it varies by individual, but there's, there's a close relationship with the world and flesh, how it capitalizes on those weaknesses, instigates things to, to inflame, to stir up our vile affections. It intrudes, meddles, encroaches, and invades upon the flesh to go against God. As it says, the enemy seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. This is one of those many ways and tactics in which that occurs. The enticements of that shiny object or that thing that's going to get you significance. The things lust can fall into falls into three different classes. Lust of the flesh, which is, which is different than the other two. The lust of the flesh is an appetite for indulging in fleshly pleasures it it excites it's it's something that it, you want to it to, to be satiated by this and many times is referred to as a luxury another is lust of the eyes the eyes will see things and they see them as treasures and they're 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 you crave them we as as, as individuals they they they, they are appealing we want to covet them. Envy, greed, jealousy comes out of lust of the eyes. You have something I don't. I want that because I want to get the same attention. I want to be looked at or viewed. Even commercials, they're blatant with it now. It used to be a little bit hidden, but now it's right in your face. Be the envy of your neighborhood. Why am I going to spend money on stuff to impress people I don't know and may not even like? And to be honest, some of them, based on their behavior, don't like, love the person, hate the behavior. The other third one is the pride of life. That vain mind that wants to be looked up to and glorified, dangerous word. The hunger for awards and praise and prestige is a disease. To be flattered and admiration and praise. Praise belongs to God. God gave me everything that I have, every ability, every skill is a gift to me. And I'm trying to use it as an instrument for his good. So I give God the credit for whatever it is that I can do, however it is that I can do it. I am God's errand boy. That's the title that matters most. But we in the, in, in, in the corporate world, I've arrived. I've had the corner office and the title and 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 the, and, the, and the salary and the status and it meant nothing. You you people can form opinions around what title you have and what significance you have and where you're at. Have you ever tried paying your bills with somebody else's opinion? You'll find out real quick how worthless that is. A reputation is important. But that reputation should be based on something of principle, something of substance. The reputation of being a godly person, a, a, a good steward. As I spoke in last Sunday's message, of the gifts that you've been given. The, the, these things, these lusts, these are, these are objects. We have a, an insatiable appetite that can't be fulfilled and we abandon our, our love for God, where we should be renouncing it. We engage in affections and desires that are not of the Father, they're of this world. God does not allow these things. 
in, in, in the principles and walking, if we're walking with Christ, that luster, that appetite should be subdued. We, we need to work to subdue it, to prevent ourselves from indulging in those things that are not agreed upon by the Father, that whispering in our ears to, to become entangled in the things of this world. And the last point I want to make is this. Life, live eternal, not temporal. Live eternal, not temporal. Temporal, worldly, mundane, brief, fleeting, passing, momentary, short-lived. Acting, in-term, short-term. Acting, acting. The facade that we put on. We, we put on this air like we're going to live forever. I'm having a conversation with my mom the other day as we were driving, and, and she said, just imagine, 150 years from now, every person that lives on this planet will be gone. Let that sink in. 150 years from now, every living human being on the face of this planet will be gone. That's temporal. Eternal? Everlasting, undying, infinite, unending, timeless, ceaseless. In the Amplified Bible, verse 17, as and the world passes away and disappears, and with it the forbidden cravings, the passionate desires, the lust of it. But he who does the will of God and carries out his purpose in his life abides, remains forever. So that, that vain thing, that's fading. Earthly things, the world is passing away. The world passes away, as does lust. The things of this world fading and dying rapidly. What we have pursued as, as pleasure, many people that have pursued that their lifelong and have gone on are lying in graves right now. Unobtained. And whatever they did obtain, meaningless, chasing the wind. The, the, the object of, of God's love is directly opposed to that of the world. God enduring forever, everlasting world, temporal, passing away, meaningless. Passions in the right way is a good thing. They are sacred. It's the opposite of lust. Understand that there is a difference, lust, temporal, passion towards Christ, towards a way that Christ would have us to live, last, and stands forever. A love that never fails, immortal in that love, an endless life. That's a life of eternity. So you're asking yourself, well, you just kind of, why should I bother? You just took the legs out from under me. What's the point of life? Let me answer that question for you. What should you do then? In Gal Galatians 5 and 22 and 23, you should be fruitful. 22, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit produces love, joy, peace. It's being patient, kind, and good. It's being faithful and gentle having control of oneself. In the Amplified Bible, it says, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work 
which his presence within accomplishes is love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, and humility, self-control, self-restraint, continence. Against such things there is no law that can be charged. Bring a charge. And those who belong to Christ Jesus, the Messiah, have crucified the flesh, the goodness human of the, the godless human nature with its passions and appetites and desires. In your daily walk, we can be in this world, but not of this world. We forego the path of popularity for vain conceit. We, we, we skip what is trendy to bring attention to ourselves uh, or to be, again, popular, to be liked. We, we, we look the other way in the in crowd, not something we want to, to, to be in as that stampede of, of sheep run off the cliff following what is the trend, the latest, this is what I'm supposed to be doing according to the world, going with the, the flow and the masses. It is harder to stand up and stand for what is right. You find yourself sometimes alone. If that's the gift that you've been given to give, if that's what you're supposed to do with your life, then that is living a, a life on purpose. In your daily walk, in whatever job, or occupation, or vocation, or in your retirement status, in whatever it is that you do, you have an opportunity to produce fruits of the Spirit, to show love and kindness and patience when people would get upset. There, there's no shortage of conflict on social media where people are going to the extent of recording it and putting it out there. Each and every one of those instances, someone could react differently and with a, creating a very different outcome. Why in the world are we fighting over material things? How could we even fathom taking another person's life over something that's going to wind up in a junkyard or in a, in a trash pile or completely gone in, from the face of this earth and disappeared? How can we, how, how, you, do you see how far apart we are from what God intended versus how we're living? We have an opportunity each day to say, I'm going to be the thermostat, not the thermometer. I'm going to set the tone and the temperature by the way I conduct my life, by the adversity that I face. And I'm going to stand in the face of that and act in a manner, behave in the manner to the best of my ability as God would have me to be. I'm going to face trials and tribulations. I've, I've, I've seen quite a few in my own life. Each time I've faced a lack, I believed in God for provision. Each time I faced a, a crisis that I did not know how I was going to get through it, I, my faith is what sustained me. Whenever I got knocked down, I would look up to God to help me up when I had no strength and no energy, when I was tired, 
when I felt like giving up, I said, God, my life is yours and I can surrender. All I want to know is that I can produce fruits of the Spirit in this God-forsaken world at times, in this world that is filled with evil. People that are so self-absorbed and thinking of their, they are God's, lowercase g. Having that fight between the Freudian id, superego, and ego. Some will say ego, ego spells, edging God out. It's not a place I want to be. I want to live eternal. And walking through this life, this short period of time, carrying the mantle of what Christ would have us to do, can inspire, can show others that what Christ is, I see the God in you. I'm not looking for people to see me. I'm looking for them to see the Christ in me, to allow his light to shine through me. That is a life lived on purpose. That is a life that you can choose to live on purpose. Father, we thank you for this time of fellowship, of sharing your word that does not die, of acknowledging your greatness and your way, of uncovering and removing the scales off of eyes to see things this world, its entrapments for what they really are. And God, I pray that this message gets through to those who may feel unfulfilled, who, who don't feel like they fit in, who feel out of place, who are looking for this longing of contentment, God, that I pray that this message lands in their hearts to give them hope, as your word says, to give them hope, give us hope in a future. God, I pray that they're able to come to you, to abide in your presence, and to know that they are yours, that you are in them, and they are living a fulfilling life that is pleasing in your sight. And God, for those who don't know you, I pray that they pray this sinner's prayer with me, and that goes, Father God, I know I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. I believe in my heart that your son Jesus died on the cross in my place and rose again so that I may be saved. I ask that you come into my heart right now, Father, and I accept your precious gift of salvation, victory over sin, and eternal life with you. God, I pray that those who pray this prayer receive the gift that you have and fill the fulfillment and the contentment that comes with being a child of God. And I ask that you bless them in their lives and in their walk and strengthen them, Father, so that they may form a stronger relationship with you. All of this we ask and pray in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you have accepted Christ in your life. You are a new creation, a new beginning. This is a new start. 
for you. I encourage you to read and study and immerse yourself in God's word so that you will be well equipped to manage the challenges you will face while on earth. I ask that you share this message with others that it will encourage them in their daily walk with Christ. And I also ask that you consider supporting this ministry through giving, not because I ask, because, but because you feel God is leading you to do so. Give as he has prompted you to accomplish for his works. Thank you for joining. We appreciate your support. And I hope you join us next Sunday. Until then, go and live your blessed life on purpose. Thank you for joining and worshiping with us today. I hope your soul was fed and thoughts stirred in the sharing of God's word and that today's message will inspire you to live a godly life. Whether viewing on our website or one of the social media platforms, we ask that you consider supporting our ministry with a donation of any size. To do so, please visit our website at www.gwtcm.org. That's www.gwtcm.org. We appreciate you and your support. We look forward to sharing God's message with you again. Until then, be well, blessed, and live a life on purpose.